All right, welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Hat. You are listening to the 24 Down Podcast, Episode 5. We've made it. I guess it's a milestone, Episode 5, right? I mean, maybe. Ah, I mean, absolutely. Anything over (laughs) 4. And that that lovely voice you're hearing is, is my guest for this particular episode, the one and only half of the English twins, Francis English. What up, man? What up, Hat? How are you, brother? Good. Glad to be here. Super psyched. I didn't plan on doing a podcast with you, but I was like, well, no one else is taking it. So <laughs> I think we need one at least every week. So yeah, right. Well, I think um, I mean, a lot of people probably don't even know this either, but uh, you and I have some podcast history. We, uh, <laughs> Dude, we <had> a- <laughs> I've been thinking about that lately because we still have a Facebook for that, I think. Yeah. So like every few days, I get a notification as an admin that says we've had more views. You know, like year, we've had like a couple hundred views and we don't even do it anymore. So. No, <laughs> I think, I mean, I don't think we had that many episodes to begin with. It was the, the show is called The English Hatmakers, very original name. Yeah, I actually kind of like the name. I feel like it would grab attention if someone were just scrolling by it. Right, they'd be like, what is this English Hatmakers right. thing? <laughs> British people who make hats. <laughs> so we had that for a while. Um, not that long. I don't know how many. I don't even remember. I don't I even think, think it you was can, less than five. So I don't even think you can find those episodes anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe I don't know. But anyway, um, welcome to the show, man. I let me just say, uh, and I, you don't mind, right? Absolutely not. So the uh, the first four episodes of this podcast were phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I loved every single second of them. Um, but it was really, really hard for me to keep things clean. And I, and I, I did, in my opinion, I think I did a, a good job, so too. but fuck, <laughs> that was hard, man. <laughs> it's done. It's over with. All right. I got it you out of my it. system. Now, I'm not, to be clear, I'm not going to just be like throwing around swear words just because I can. Um, but. <clears throat> that felt nice a little bit. <laughs> well, let's let's uh, let's dive right into into it. And uh, I mean, we're five episodes deep, so you and everybody else listening knows how it goes by now. So, give us a, a overview of what's gone on in the life of Francis since Valley Forge. So, <clears throat> Katie, I was dating in college. I met her at Twenty Four Down. She was one of the Twenty Four Down girls, as everybody, most people know. Um, we started dating in college a couple years. Um, we left around 2009. I got a little gray area because I was there for like, I mean, who am I kidding? Probably five or six years. I don't even remember, but, um, so I commuted one, my last semester, um, for two classes. One was quilting and which was a joke. (laughs) And, uh, I took that with white chocolate and then I was like, this is pointless. I had too much to graduate and I needed to, my loans started coming in or whatever. So I started working at Target and then Katie and I, we got engaged and then we got married in 2011, August 12th. So it'll be nine years uh, this coming August 12th, the day after my birthday. I did that so that I could remember it. Um, <clears throat> after that, we uh, we had no work. We, st- we quit at Target and uh, we had nowhere to live or anything. And that's when you and Gene both said, well, come to Pottstown, live with us. You can have the master bedroom and we'll just like basically have a miniature 24 down in the middle of the Pottstown ghetto. So 
we did that and it was awesome we were there for like uh maybe six months before we moved downstairs to that tiny little room oh that's right and uh and that was that was bad that was tough it was like 200 square feet and we hated it so we both had good jobs she worked for nike i worked for converse i was a manager there she went from nike to a couple other jobs in the outlets and uh Eventually, I went to a warehouse, decided for medical equipment, worked there for a while, got promoted to the warehouse manager there, and that was a okay experience. A couple people, actually, Alex works there still at the medical place, um, as well as a couple other people, But uh, and Gene worked there as well, too. Katie ended up working there as well. Uh, Christy, actually, Katie's sister, worked there as well, but in a different branch for, I think, Harrisburg. Um, Hated it. They treated everyone bad. Everybody there hated it. Not sure how Alex is still there because he's been there for so long. But everyone else I know has left since. Uh, And then I went to Turn 14, which is a uh, performance car parts distribution center. And we haven't closed through this whole pandemic or anything like that. We've been open every single day like nothing's changed. But I like it there because it's car parts. And I've always been a car guy growing up, which is like a staple in like me and my brother's life. I recently had to sell my car, so I have really no use for car parts anymore. But um, it's nice to be around equipment I'm familiar with and stuff that gets me excited. Instead of like pushing needles and catheters out the door, I'm you know pushing out wheels and bumpers and stuff like that. So so I, I enjoy it a lot. Um, the company is awesome. They treat every employee really really well. I have no complaints for this company except for the distance I drive, which is like 25 miles one way. So that stinks. But it's worth it in my mind. So I like it there. Um, <clears throat> Katie and I, we were very happy. We have a cat, which is not around. Um, we, we've recently gotten into motorcycles the last two years. Um, Katie and I both got our license. We both got our own bikes. Um, and we spend as much time as we can riding. And uh, we're moving up here soon, moving to uh, closer to work, so it's not so far, um, to a house with a lot of land around it, no neighbors. So it's going to be awesome. And uh, that's pretty much where we're at. That's awesome. So I got a few things I want to touch on with that. And, and I should have wrote these down because I know I'll forget some of them. But <laughs> um, you talked about the, the quilting class being a joke. And yeah, I just, I just kind of wanted to make a snide comment and say it was probably the most realistic class at Valley Forge because they were all kind of a joke. But <laughs> maybe that's just me. Yeah, they were. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, so... my you talked about you had some gray areas of of your memory man that's been something that i've been realizing lately i know i talked to you and some of the other guys about it recently Mm -hmm. i've got like a year and a half that's just i I remember things that happened during it but i can't piece it together and how it my last year on campus it was pretty blurry but i i you know most of the 24 down guys have left the couple had graduated a couple have also left, um, and I was with um, Murph and Brandon were like the two that were still there, and Murph was my roommate, but there was less people on the floor than there ever was. There was still like a couple crew again, Sam, Samuel was not Samsung, but the other Sammy Lee, and uh, Josh's little brother, I think, was there too, but still had a 24-down feel, but like I, I don't remember much of it. And I don't remember when I left because I commuted for one full semester and then I realized I was wasting my time. So I'm trying to remember now too, because 
again, because my memories are all the same where I can't remember everything. Did you and Katie get married while you were still students? No, we dated for two years. Um, I think it was 2007. I, I don't know how I remember this. And Katie still, I think it was February 23rd, 2007. We were at Jake, Pastor Jacob's like all men's retreat at his house or something. And we started dating that night and she wasn't even there on the phone. We started decided to make it a thing. And then two years later, we got engaged August 1st, 2009. And then two years after that, August 12th was when we got married. And I think my last semester was in 2010. Okay. Cause I, I was going to bring, I was going to bring up your wedding cause I was there for your wedding and, yeah. and I couldn't remember. I was like, okay, did, because I had that, you know, I was in, school in valley forge for about three and a half years and i went home for about six months and moved back to pennsylvania for another Mm -hmm. three and a half years Mm -hmm. and i couldn't remember if it was before my six months at home or after so it was after so at that point i was living living with gene in the apartment in potstone yeah Um, we had like six people living there at one point yeah (laughs) you guys left and and moved in with dan i think was after that yep yep yeah okay so there for a couple years and then you went back to detroit yep no, so I want to bring up your wedding because there was a um, <clears throat> there's a few weddings uh, throughout the uh, you know time of Valley Forge and shortly thereafter. Um, yours comes to mind. Um, Mikey's comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Andrew's comes to mind. Where it was it was one of those like it, it felt like a two four down wedding. Yeah, I mean we even did the <clears throat> the twenty four down wrestling thing at your at your wedding and so i don't know i just kind of wanted i know a lot of people that are listening were there um some weren't though but like what how did that wedding um i mean it's it's probably the most important day of your life but like was it even uh more so even better that you had that element of 24 down there was, as well so, so 24 down took it to the next level because a wedding is supposed to be what you you plan it out to be and it's like very cookie cutter type of way you do this first to this time and you just this takes this long and then you do this and then it's like and all that stuff so we're we're done with everything the ceremony's over we we did the whole introductions and all that did our dance and then i think it was you called me up john simmons was the dj so he was there and uh he called you guys called me up and i was like what's happening and so the funny part was there was like only like six or seven 24 down people there and uh when you guys got up to do the 24 down thing all my friends who weren't part of 24 down they all like from high school like kids i grew up with um they came up with you guys and you put a shirt on me that said 24 down you drew it with like a cheap marker it was crappy and uh, like the similar to the flag that we did with the spray paint. And then you put a, a little baby title on me. It was like a tag team, like fake one or whatever. And you're like, you're the champion 24 down, which is fitting considering I never won a match really in the original 24 <laughs> down wrestling, <laughs> which well, it felt nice. So not only was I married, but I finally, I finally got a win. I didn't even do a match, but we did the 24 down chant. And I think everybody had masks on like different masks, like jigsaw, your dark masks and stuff like that. And I just remember all the 24 guys down starting the chant and I'm looking around 
and I see people that weren't even in 24 down with masks and like also doing the 24 down chant. So like they even knew like how much 24 down meant to me, you know, through by, you know, joining in and stuff and seeing how important it was. So, so yeah, it was awesome. And, and I, I definitely am super happy. I wish I had more people there obviously for it from 24 down, but, but it definitely added a whole new element that I, I loved. Absolutely. will never forget. So. Yeah. So I, I remember, and I don't know if I ever told you this story or not, but, we knew we were going to do something like that. And so I, I put on like upper half of my body was like my hat gear. So I had my like DX shirt on. I think I had a bandana on and yeah. all this kind of stuff. But I remember the 24 got down guys. We kind of like, we're like, all right, we're going to do something. But like you said, there's only six, seven of us. And I was like, it won't have that same feel of a 24 down chant with only six or seven of us. So we, I don't know if I ever told you this, but we started going around to other people. We talked to other guys in, uh-huh. in your wedding party and kind of smartened them up. And we're like, okay, here's what, here's how you do the chant. Okay. Here's what's going to happen, whatever. Because okay. we wanted to feel more authentic. Yeah, no, right? definitely. I mean, it caught me by surprise, the whole thing. And then when I saw it, it even added more to it because it really like solidified how much 24 down means to me. So Yeah, I did. I the 20 like the 24 down moments in weddings to me like i mean think of mikey's wedding and all of us playing guitar yep. not even actually playing guitar hero which yeah. guitar hero is not even really playing in the first place but now yeah. like we just have the instruments and there's a song playing over the pa yeah. and we're pretending we're playing yeah, pretend we, music we had two two full guitar hero sets and like two people on guitar two people on bass and two people drumming and like we weren't even playing, we were just sitting there like jamming out, which yeah. that was awesome. And and that's the twenty like that. It really it really like puts in perspective like how close that we are as like a as a brotherhood. Like the weddings, you know, I was we were in Mikey's, uh, Juniors's, and uh, <laughs> Andrews, and then you went to Rizzo's. We couldn't make that because of work. Um, but like all these weddings and stuff that we're getting involved in, like well, that's not something you take lightly. Like you go to the people's wedding even just being there for someone like at their wedding is huge and and i had the opportunity to go to matt baldwin's wedding which i was i think gene and i might have been the only 24 downers there besides justin Cottle, who was kind of like a you know an outside 24 down person similar to matt but he was really close with matt and still is but i think we were the only 24 down people there which was awesome just to be there just to like see him but like that adds to it the whole like dynamic of it so yeah, no, that's awesome, man. I like I said, those those moments in those weddings, like they they just they're just they feel like extra special. So I, I wanted to bring that up because yours was one of those ones that always stuck out to me. Um, so you also talked about <laughs> uh, us living together. So after you guys got married, we lived together. Um, <clears throat> I mean, so from from me, from my perspective, um, I you know, I got to 24 down and I don't think I really like met you guys till later on in that first semester um, or even the second semester or something like that. Did you come in in September or do you come in in January? I came in in September. Okay. Um, So, I mean, I knew who you guys were, uh, but we didn't really start getting close until probably like this, maybe second semester or my second year or whatever. But at that point, like, I mean, specifically, I, a lot of people, but like you and Gene, if if I look back on my whole time in Pennsylvania now, like I was close with you guys from that point on. Mm-hmm. And then I moved back to Michigan for six months. Six months later, I moved back to Pennsylvania and I'm living with Gene shortly after you come move in. And the, the next three and a half years that I was there, I mean, 
I spent the majority of my time with you and Gene, you know, and Alex yeah. Anderson came around a lot too. Um, <clears throat> so there's so many memories and stories that uh, we could get into of that after school living together or hanging out for three and a half years. Mm-hmm. There is so many stories, but one of the things um, I, I guess I kind of wanted to bring up because you said you got into motorcycles in the past few years. Did the mini bikes lead to that? Actually, <laughs> it did because when we started like looking into bikes, um, our friends got them before we did, but we were all like a, a small group here uh, and in the cars, and one of them got a motorcycle, and we're like, it was small. It was a 125, which ours were like 49 or something, but it was like, it was a really small bike. And I was like, man, that reminds me so much of riding like those things on. And I, I was like, every like few months, I'd go back to that video where we made with Sarah and stuff. And we were just like shredding these tra- like trails that we weren't even allowed to be on. And uh, we were, well, I think we were putting them in the back of our cars. Yeah. We put them in the back seat <laughs> and we would drive to the, the school and then we would take them out of our car and ride the trails <laughs> next to like bicyclers and stuff. It was, yeah, that was definitely interesting. And I, and I definitely credit that because that was so much fun. Just like being part of a group that did that. It was awesome. So yeah, definitely added to it <laughs> for, for those that like, I don't know. So at some point, and I don't, I don't know what even started this, but uh, me and Gene and Francis all decided that we were going to get mini bikes all at the same time. And this was very shortly after I had bought my uh, Maxima, my <laughs> Nissan Maxima, because you guys both had a Nissan Maxima, and I was like, "Well, I need a Nissan Maxima." Yeah, except which, for you bought the crappy one. So, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my Nissan Maxima was a piece of shit, but that's a different <laughs> story. But anyway, so we all had our Maximas, which are not that big of cars, and yes, it's a mini bike, so it's not huge, but literally, like, it takes up your whole back seat. Yeah, and yeah, like Francis said, we would drive to this school or this park or something like that that was on the Schuylkill nature trail that the river that runs from Philly to Reading I think yeah yeah. and there's a nature trail that goes the whole way so we just go to one point of this thing unload our bikes and hop on the trail and just start cruising Um, I remember I think my one of my favorite things about that was there was I think a a park or school wherever it was that we would get in get on we get there and we, I remember it was seven miles. It was about seven miles. We'd take this trail. <clears throat> and one of the sp- spots that it spit you off was this bar. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so I remember Tim, Tim's Ugly Mug, I think it was called. So we would take our mini bikes seven miles down this trail, pull up into this bar parking lot with our mini bikes, park them, go in, have a few drinks, and then leave. And but- it, I like surprisingly enough like everybody there thought it was hilarious they thought it yeah. was awesome like well, the the one funny thing about that was uh in case you people don't un- understand these were not street legal bikes they were not you cannot make them street legal and this was a walking path this wasn't meant for bikes so we're taking these trails through these woods passing walkers and, and pissing off everyone on a, a bike and and, and the, the thing i remember about the 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 pub or whatever it was was it had to drive up a ride up bar outside. So it was like specific motorcycle parking. And then like everybody who parked there was sitting at an outside bar. So like all these bikers, like big bad bikers sitting at this bar while we pull up on our little 49 CC sputters and we're pulling up to these parking spots and they're looking at us like, are these kids serious? And we get out, we take off like our jackets and like everything. We didn't even have helmets. And we just go right, we, we sit up next to these bikers. We're like, yeah, grab me a beer. And it was like, 
what is happening? <laughs> then we just disappear in the woods. We go right to the trail, right into the middle of the woods again. <laughs> so I think I think part of the thing too, which, which you got a picture, like to add on to that story, that's so funny to me, is that I mean, there's certain mini bikes that they, it looks just like a mini bike. It doesn't look like a motorcycle. Well. Yeah. <laughs> There, Gene and Francis had crotch rocket style, so they looked like crotch rockets, and they custom painted them. <laughs> and I had a Harley-esque looking mini bike that I custom painted. Yeah. So not only are we riding, we're riding these little tiny mini bikes that look like motorcycles, parking next to actual motorcycles. So, <laughs> man, there's yeah. there's so many stories. I mean, that was that three and a half years of my life. Like I. I think I needed that uh, because, like I said, the the last year or so at Valley Forge was a very uh, dark time for me. Yeah, moving back home for that six months, it just got worse. And when I moved back to Pennsylvania um, for three and a half years, and I didn't have the uh, the Valley Forge stuff surrounding me, I was just with friends and I was working at a job that I actually enjoyed and mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. Um, and just being able to hang out with you guys all the time. That was, that was a huge, huge life change for me that like things started to look up in my, in, in my opinion. So yeah. Um, yeah, there's tons of stories and we can get into those uh, in future episodes yeah, we'll, we'll go episode two we'll talk about the bearded onesies and then maybe some trading <laughs> wrestling cards or something <laughs> <laughs> oh man wow that's that's awesome so sounds like um you know everything post 24 down post valley forge everything in in francis's world has been great um yeah. and, and that's awesome so we will uh we will move into start to transition a little bit into uh, some of these questions. Um, so some of these questions are 24 down related. Okay. And, and some are not. So I, I think I kind of want to touch on the non 24 yeah. down related. Yeah, let's do that before we dive in. Yep. So this one, uh, this one's from Rick. Okay. Big daddy. Um, All right, big daddy. He says, do you guys still do a lot of car stuff? how has riding been this year? And then he says, I'd like to be able to at some point go for a ride with you guys. Yeah. So uh, the car scene for, for me personally is kind of going down just because uh, my wife and I were in a tight spot in November. So um, I, I, I was forced to sell it to pay bills, which I, I was very bitter about because I was building that car for a few years, um, maybe almost five years now. And it was finally becoming what I wanted to, and and we had to get rid of it. So I was very, very depressed about that. 2019 was a bad year, like in general. Um, 2020 is not shaping up to be any better, but um, we I did get a new bike this year, and uh, riding's been really good. The weather's been good. It's been a little humid, but I ride to work. I have such a – it's all back roads, 25 miles, so I actually have a lot of fun riding to and from work. But, yeah, we're still in the cars. Gene has a nice car um, that he can talk about when he gets on that we still work on. And now that we're moving, we have a garage, a new garage space. So we'll be uh, doing that a little bit more. So, but yeah, riding's awesome. And I'm upset I didn't start it earlier. <laughs> I mean, besides what we did. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So this, uh, this next question is from Thomas Pepnips Rizzo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wants to know um, who your favorite Twitch streamer is. 
And then secondly, he wants to know what is your favorite part about streaming? Um, so my favorite streamer, uh, his name is Grenader Jake. Uh, he's not necessarily the best streamer, but he, he engages with his audience and um, I've been watching him for several years. So it's like become a habit to just like go right to his stream. Uh, he's a good dude. I've supported him for a while. Um, got to know him for a while. I've played with him quite a few times. So it's good to like play with someone who's at, a, at, a, at an elite level and they stream and playing with them is like really uplifting since we were, we're like really into video games and stuff. Um, and what was the second part? It was what's my favorite part about streaming? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So last year I got really into streaming. Uh, I, I became an affiliate with Twitch, uh, playing um, a Call of Duty game and Apex Legends and a little bit of Rocket League. Um, I became an affiliate, which was awesome. The best part about streaming when I was more into it, and I, I, I plan on diving back into streaming at some point. So if anybody is watching and wants to watch me or listening and wants to watch me, it's twitch.com slash Um You can follow me and turn on notifications and donate money and whatever else you want to do. But um, so the best part is, is meeting new people. Uh, and the reason I stopped is because it started to wind down uh, and I didn't have new people coming into the stream. But the best part is literally having random people coming in and being like, asking me questions. What do you stream with? What kind of PC? What kind of, what do you play console or PC? Uh, what kind of specs are this and that? What, what rank are you in this and that? And meeting new people in streams is awesome because then it's just like some random dude from across the world can join in and just like start chatting with you. So I, I mean, I, I kind of got discouraged because it started to go downhill, um, which is why I kind of stopped. But that was easily the best part of streaming. Nice. That's awesome. I didn't even realize he knew that I streamed. You. <laughs> yeah, you know, how does he know that? Because this guy doesn't have Facebook. I, I think don't Tom, know. I think Tom might have a burner account, to be honest. Yeah, he might know. be right. He <laughs> might be right. All right, so here's another uh, question. <laughs> this one comes from Junior. He, he says, he's always wondered how it would be to have a twin growing up. Oh, man. It's something, just something about uh, Junior would make me think he would love being a twin. All right. I, you, I don't know what it is. I can't put my <laughs> finger on it. it might well, be, he, yeah. He also wants to know what, what you like most about being a twin. Um, one of the, well, um, he might understand this, but like um, showing new people that you have someone that looks identical to you. It's pretty interesting. So like when I first started to turn 14 uh, distribution, Gene would be like showing me off almost. He'd be like, I have a twin. And then everybody would be like, yeah, right. Whatever. There's no way there's another guy with a beard and bald and all that stuff. And then I come in from my interview and he was like bringing people into the lunchroom. He's like, yo, that's my brother over there. And I'd be like, in that situation, you don't really know how to react. So I just like smile and wave. But like everyone's like, oh, shoot, you really do have a twin brother. And it's like person after person just being like, what? This is crazy. I can't believe it. So, like, that's probably one of the best parts, but, like, also knowing that, like, you know, him and I are very close. We've lived together, I mean, in the same room for 20 years before we went to college, and then in college we lived together, and then I got married, and then we lived together, and then he got married, and now we're living together. So, it's like, you know, we can't get away from each other, but we're not trying to, but it's just, like, weird that we just, like, stick together. So, knowing that he's always got my back and that I've always got his, like, no matter what, if something goes down, we're always behind each other. We ride together and stuff, and so like we're very very close so that's probably one of the best parts yeah you know it's like i guess one of the things that's cool in in my perspective 
and, and I'm sure, I'm sure it's not always been this way. I'm sure there's moments where it's not. But when I look at you and Gene, and when I look at Ju- uh, not Junior doesn't have a twin, but if he did, if I looked, <laughs> if I looked at Junior and his twin, like you guys were, you guys were always like you never got really mad at each other, and like that that in a way that blows my mind because siblings always fight. And I, like I said, I'm sure there's been times where you guys got at it, but like for me, like no, the time that I've known you guys, the time that I've known junior and just junior, um, <laughs> like I never, I never saw that on, on either end, you know, little, maybe little hints here and there. Yeah, but, junior and I butt heads a little bit. We're both have very strong personalities uh, and stuff, but the only time we ever, have ever argued is like over video games then the video game's over we turn off the tv and we're like well that was stupid why were we even arguing over uh, uh, kicking soccer balls around with a car like uh, who cares like right so like nothing that like actually matters that would ever come between us like that but right no that's good that's cool i like i said i just i've no i noticed that and and i I think there's something really special about didn't we have a third twin on the floor um was it ty tie did he have a twin the snake tie yeah snake tie i think he had a twin but his twin wasn't on the floor i remember he went to a different college that might be Uh, wrong if someone in 24 down is listening to this correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like tie snake tie he was muscly and shouldn't have ever worn just boxers um i think he had a twin brother but he just didn't go to the school there so i i (laughs) it's funny that you bring this up and i kind of want to clear up something Cause I call, I call him snake tie for a much different reason than other people call him snake tie. We call him that for the obvious reason, but yes. what, what do you call it that? See, so, uh, and I'll get more into this in my episode, but myself, James Majeski, Tom Rizzo, probably, uh, Carrie, Aaron, Raven, and there's somebody else I'm missing. We all called him Snake Tie Snake <clears throat> because he's the one that fucked us over and got us oh, suspended. <laughs> I do remember a, that now. In a really, really shitty way. Which gotcha. I, I, would, I do I do remember that now. Okay. That's why I call him Snake Tie. I okay. care, well, that's a I, fair I, reason too. <laughs> I could care less more, about it. My his... reason my reason is a little more flattering to him, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so I'm looking over the rest of these questions and they all look like they're at least somewhat 24 down related. So I'm going to give you the option. Um, I can either roll through and ask them or I can let you go into your stories and then uh, try and tie them in with the stories. All right. Well, how, just ask me the first one and then we'll go from there. Well, the, the the first one I'll, I'll I'll set you up because this one will d- go right into the the, the okay. stories I know you want to get into right okay. now. So, um, this question comes from Mark Talesha, Talesha, and uh, he he wants to know how your first week of college life went, and do you have any stories to tell? Nope, no stories. <laughs> week was normal. I have no issues with my first week. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, my first week sucked. All I remember is being my mom and grandpa being very disappointed in me, um, but they got over it and they love me. But so my first week, uh, I got there early. 
uh, I think it was 2005 fall semester. I got there a week earlier to do the soccer camp because I was going there for soccer basically. Um, so I got, I think school started on like a Wednesday for some reason. I don't know why they do that. So I got there on a Wednesday prior. We did like three days practice or training practice and then three days after the weekend and then school started on a Wednesday. So we get, me, my brother and, and uh, Matt Keebler, who we were close with at the time, live in 24 Up. So we were in that, uh, uh, it's like 117, but upstairs it was like that sunroom. It had like all those windows and stuff. It was the biggest room upstairs. Um, and at the time it was pretty good because, you know, the ceilings didn't fall on us and stuff. So that, that was good. But uh, so we were there early. We had our room all set up. Everything was good. We're like, man, you know, I wish we had a fridge in the room because like as college, cause you want everything in your room. You were like, I want to, I want to not leave this room unless I have to. I just want everything. So we're like, all right, we'll just walk through the hallway. And I actually had one of my friends from home who didn't even go there. He spent that weekend with us. So we did the three days of training and then Saturday and Sunday we were just like chilling. And uh, so we're like walking out this empty hallway. 24 up was completely empty. We were the only soccer players on this floor. They were all in like four up or four down or something. And uh, so we're walking out this hallway and all those rooms are empty. We're like looking out. Oh, this one's cool. This one's small. This one's like a closet. And so we walk into one and it had a mini fridge there. And we're like, oh, well, we need a fridge. And this room doesn't seem to be occupied. So let's borrow it. You know, maybe someone says something, we give it back. Say, I don't know. We don't know. So we took the fridge, put it in our room. And there was nothing in it. There was no indicating that it, no indications that it belonged to someone else. So we kept it in there for an entire week. I think Tuesday um, was the day that we started to get confronted about it because we were the only people on basically on campus and in that same floor. So, it, you know, in hindsight, it was fairly obvious that we were the only ones that had it. Um, so <clears throat> bring it back to our room. We throw it over, blanket over it. Cause we're like, if someone peeks in then maybe they won't see it, throw a blanket over it. And then on Tuesday, uh, Mark Telesha actually walked in my room with, I think a security guard, which we all know they're a joke, but at the time we didn't, we didn't know that. So, um, he comes in, he goes, uh, you guys know anything about a fridge here, here, see anything about a fridge, a mini fridge. Meanwhile, it's like right next to where he's walking in with a blanket over it very obvious that it's a mini fridge so so uh matt keeler and gene freeze they don't say a word they're sitting on their beds and they're looking at him with his eyes like deer in the headlights they're like crap like he caught us like what are we supposed to do and i, I don't ask me why but i remember this very distinctly being very confident about telling him a lie so he was just like do you guys hear about it i just sat back in my chair i was like nope and so he goes are you sure? Like it, ha it was only on this floor. It belonged to the security guard right here. Like, are you sure you haven't seen this? It's like, Nope, it wasn't. Me. I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't me. I didn't hear anything. Meanwhile, Matt and Jean still frozen, not saying a word. I'm sure they wanted to do the right thing, but for some reason I just didn't want to give it up. I and I still don't know why I'm not usually that stubborn, but he was like, I'm gonna ask you one more time. So like this, at this point it was very obvious. He knew I had it. So, and I was just, just same kind. Nope. Nope. Don't know what you're talking about. No, I, not me. You can leave now basically is how my attitude was. He goes, okay, you Francis come with me. And I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> and meanwhile, the officer goes over there and he takes the blanket off and sees it. And as I'm walking out, I'm like, well, I'm screwed. Didn't even start my first day of classes. So, uh, <laughs> 
he takes me to his office and we're like, he's like telling me all these things about what I'm doing wrong and stuff. So we started off on a bad foot, Mark Telesha and I, and it was my fault. My apologies, Mark. I, I put you in a tough situation. So my bad. So um, I got suspended. Uh, it was a Tuesday. Classes started on Wednesday. I get a three-day suspension off campus. So on Wednesday the before that, my parents, my mom, and my grandpa were like, make me proud. And then a week later, I was like, uh, I'm suspended, so can I come back? My mom was like, nope, you can go to his house. <laughs> so not the greatest week of my life. But uh, so he was like, I have it in me to like, when we were meeting when he was suspending me, he's like, I have it in me to expel you. You straight up bold face lied to my face. Why? Why? And I was like, I had no explanation. Like even right now, I have no idea why I did that because I don't like lying. So I was like, I have no idea. And uh, so he's like, I'm not. I'm gonna go lean in on you. I'm just gonna suspend you three days off campus. Get a ride. Uh, leave tonight or tomorrow morning or whatever. And I'm like, okay. So I come back and I, my classes start on Mon Like I'm on Monday and everybody's already like, what are you doing here? Classes started last week. And so like I'm already out of place and I'm like whatever i don't know anyone on campus except for matt and all three of us got suspended so all three of us are like walking around with like no clue of anything so that was my first week and it sucked thanks a lot mark <laughs> <laughs> well i know i know you had a another story you kind of wanted to get into um with uh matt keebler and uh yeah one. so I was 24 up. I didn't know this was before 24 down really started to evolve into like what it became. So, um, I was going to class. This is, this also involves Matt Baldwin. Um, so we were like, we finally became friends with people in 24 up. It was a guy named Adam Hilgers and Matt Keebler was our roommate. And then Matt Baldwin somehow got into the picture. Um, we had a, uh, Matt had an Xbox and we had halo. And I didn't know what Halo was. I didn't know what land partying was. I didn't know what, like, I didn't know you could play from this room and play someone in that room over there. I didn't know that existed. I was a Nintendo guy. And Nintendo 64 didn't have, like, online play or whatever. So he's, we were, like, playing it. We're like, oh, this is so cool. I can't believe you can just plug into the wall and play someone on the other side of it. That's so cool. Never really got into it. And then one day I get back from class, and Matt Badwin's in my room by himself. There's no one in my room except for him. Gene's in class. Matt Kubler's in class. I walk in, I just walk right by him. I'm like, what is this dude doing in my room? He just looks over. He's like, what's up, dude? And he's playing Halo and he's destroying kids in Halo. He's like ruining kids. And I'm like, I need to be this good at this game. Like it has to happen. So that weekend I sold, I had a PlayStation 2, I think at the time. I sold everything for my PlayStation, games, console, everything. And I got an Xbox and I bought one controller and I bought Halo 2. And I was like, I'm getting this good at this game. I was like, Matt, show me everything you know. Like, teach me your ways, basically. So then finally, we uh, got into gaming and all that stuff. We can get into that later. But we finally, he, he kind of fell into our group, uh, me, Matt, Matt, and Gene. We met Adam. And uh, Adam was a pretty negative influence. But, like, we just were crazy. We were, like, we just did whatever. We were loud. We were obnoxious. We were stupid. We did some really not dumb things, nothing that, like, broke the rules. Like, you know, we pushed the rules in 24 hours sometimes. But, like, we never, like, blatantly broke them. So... But um, Adam actually turned out to be a bad influence. Uh, and Mark Telesha, this also invo involves Mark Telesha, but he does not know this, I don't think. 
So there was suspicion that people were smoking weed on campus. And it was, and I didn't even know this when I was hanging out with the most Matt Keebler and Adam Hilders. They were, they had it in their drawer. So like they were doing it for weeks. And so I opened the one drawer to like get something and there was like a bag of weed there. And I was like, I, I never did drugs. I, I advocated against them. I was like, there's no way I'm getting involved in this stuff. Like my first week was horrid. If I get caught with this, I'm going to get banned from like this whole campus. Like it's bad. Like the level was bad. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not getting involved with this. I said, no. Sure enough, like two weeks, not even two weeks, two days later, uh, Mark Telesha comes up to my room again. And I'm like, great, this guy again. Like, he's just going to give me a hard time, whatever. And uh, at this point, I stopped being friends with Adam. Like, I straight up was just like, I don't want to be around you. I don't want to be around drugs. I don't want to be around this. So I'm not going to. And I told that to him face, his face. And he's like, oh, real mature, man. You're being real mature. He was like getting in my face. And I'm like, that's it. I don't care. So I sat in my room for like two weeks straight, no friends, playing Halo nothing else but halo and uh sure enough a couple days later mark Telesha comes back up to the room and he's like come to my office i'm like god man so i go in there and i'm not even friends with matt keebler or uh adam hilders at the time i was just like i I shunned them and we're in the room with both of them and he's like this is a mandatory drug test that we are taking right now because there's suspicion that you guys have been smoking weed and I'm like, this is what I was freaking afraid of. Like, there's no way that I'm getting tied into this shit. That's not happening. Like, no. So ugh, I was heated. So I had to stand there while Mark Telesha like watched me piss, like so that I didn't like fake pee or whatever it was that they're worried about. So they watch all of us go to the bathroom. They do this result thing. And this, they were the cheap like CVS ones or whatever. So they were like doing all these things and then waiting. We waited like 20 minutes and then the results came in. And I know for a fact they were smoking that night before. Mark Telesha doesn't know that. So I know for a fact they were smoking. They were high as crap the next day, like seriously high. Like even going in there, they were high. And then for some reason, everybody passed the test. I mean, I know I did because I didn't smoke anything. But they, for, I have no idea why. These tests must have sucked because they were seriously high. And they passed. And Mark Telesha had to come out and be like, well, I'm sorry I accused you. And he did the bigger man thing. I'm sorry. Like I, you know, this is what we have to do is this protocol like this, this and that. And, and what got me the most was Adam Hilders. He, he stood up and was like, how dare you? And he got into lessons. He's how dare you test me? How dare you accuse me of doing these things and breaking the rules and going in and doing all this stuff. And, and I stood back, I'm like, Oh my, like the whole, I was, I was like, I was blown away that this guy would just stand in his face and be like, not only did I get away with it, but I'm going to rip you apart for even attempting this. And then I just stood back and I was like, I want nothing to do with this ever, ever, ever. Like, nope. And I, I never, never talked to him again. This was my, I think this was the beginning of my second semester. So I, I was about to have like the worst first and the worst second semester of my life. So luckily everybody passed or luckily I passed and I was like this is stupid but I never told Mark that they were actually extremely high for like days in a row and somehow they passed and they start he started and when he started ripping Telesha apart I was like well now I feel bad for Telesha and I hate these guys even more so I stopped talking to him never talked to him again Matt Bowden did the same thing he's he just let he didn't live on 24 anyways so he just stayed away and I was like that's it it's over my life exists on Halo alone <laughs> I had no friends <laughs> I, I was living with some random dude at the time because the second semester we switched it up. I was living with uh, Josh something. He was a Spanish guy upstairs that played guitar. 
I don't really know. But whatever. So I, I never talked to anyone, not even them. Just played Halo for like weeks after that. Um, but that actually led into my first like 24 down and stuff like that, video games or whatever. So, but that's, that's the story that Telesha probably doesn't know. That's, that's sorry again, Telesha for not telling you. (laughs) (laughs) This, this episode is, is titled apologies to Telesha. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Now it's my turn. So Telesha, here's the, no, I'm just kidding. Um, So I, I just, I can say this. I know, I know you very well, Francis, and I know everybody listening knows I know you very well. And so if anybody is, which there'd be no reason to doubt you anyway, everybody that knows you, they're not going to doubt you. But for whatever reason you have any doubt of the validity of this story, um, Francis and I, my second three and a half years of being at, in Pennsylvania, yeah. um, we, had this, we had this thing where uh, because we were hanging out all the time, there was, um, we were, you know, we were going, I would go to these parties that coworkers would have and like, I'd bring Francis and Gene and, yeah. you know, and we always like, so we were hanging out at bars, hanging out at you know, these parties or whatever. And, um, we had a pact because both of us at the time never touched marijuana at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like, that was like such a strong thing that we had together. It was like, nope, we are so against this. Yeah. Uh, grant, granted, after I moved back to Michigan, uh, I think I was actually 30 years old. I eventually did try. I still rarely, rarely, rarely touch it. But I do, like, for sure, like, Francis definitely did not do any of that <laughs> in college or Africa. You know, like, like yeah. for sure <laughs> i remember when you told me you did it for the first time you like caught me and you're like man i feel so bad we were i think we were <laughs> facetiming or something oh we were doing a podcast yeah. and you were like you like rushed me off for something and i'm like all right whatever you kind of pushed me off whatever i don't care and then the next day you were like yo my bad like i know we had this thing and you like got all deep and stuff and i was like i kind of broke our packs and i'm like listen man, I'm not, i don't judge you like obviously i don't care like it sucks because now I'm alone. I'm the only one like in the whole world that, of, of my surroundings that hasn't done it besides my wife. So like that sucks, but like good for, good for you. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. Like I remember like so that that first time that I ever smoked, I it was it was a very quick thing afterwards of being like, oh, fuck, like I just left. I just let Francis down because that was like our, <laughs> that was our thing. We were both so against it. Like, <laughs> True. and it's, just, so yeah, that's, that's funny. Yeah. All right. So here's a, here's another question. Um, this one's from Buddha and it's kind of fitting. So he wants to know if you can pinpoint the moment that you knew you wanted to be a part of 24 down. I absolutely remember this. Like it was yesterday nothing nothing beats this memory that i have so like i said i I basically broke up with matt and adam and i was like i'm not doing that so i played video games a lot so i started playing video games and then i realized people were starting lobbies and they're like and you can play up top floor bottom floor you can do whatever you want you know anyone who plugs into the wall can play and it was up to like 16 people or something so every day i'd get on i'd see this guy named bustin jenks that was his like his his halo name and I played against him, and he was phenomenal. I was like, this kid is so good. Like, I used to watch him just, like, jumping around and shooting people, and I was just like, this is nuts. This guy's great. He's, he's awesome. So I started playing with him and then a guy named Buddha, which at the time I didn't know was his real name. I thought it was just, like, you know, Buddha, 
the God or whatever. So I was like, oh, that's that's a cool name. My name was friggin' idiot because then it says like you were killed by a friggin' idiot. So I don't know. <laughs> I, it was a really stupid name. So, but then more people got on. Um, Samsung got on. Another one that I didn't know was like his real name. And like all these people got on with their real with their their character names. So for like a couple of days, we were playing with these randoms, and my brother and I were playing, and Matt was playing with us like upstairs, and we were just like jamming out and then uh one person was like you know i'm going to dinner like you guys want to go i forget who it is it might have been buddha because he was like he would really like help bring everyone together and like go together and do stuff so i was in 24 up still up in my second semester and uh <clears throat> and i think that was the semester that rizzo and andrew started i'm not sure exactly what the timeline was but so at one point they were like yeah i'm going to dinner and i was like oh it's dinner time already like we've been playing forever so I was like, uh, you might, you guys mind if I join, like just come to dinner with you guys. I obviously didn't have any friends or anything. They were like, dude, absolutely. So I go downstairs, I'm waiting by the stoop, uh, by, that, by that door. And like a huge group of people from 24 down come out. It was like Buddha. It was uh, Justin Banks. It was like everyone else, Pete, all these people coming out. And, uh, and, and the funny thing was for like two days, I didn't even know anyone's real name. I was like, oh, I'm freaking idiot. Who who are you? And they were like, he's like, I'm busting jacks. I was like, yo, you're nasty. Like, you're so good. And he's like, yeah, I'm Buddha. I'm like, dude, Buddha, like, this is awesome. So like, I related to these people through video games. And like, it, that was the first time I, I remember a whole group of people going in together as like a community. I didn't even know these guys at the time still going there. Didn't know anyone's single name. And uh, we went to lunch together and we're all like talking about halo we're like yo that was cool that snipe was awesome like next time we we'll switch up some teams a little bit and i was like dude i need to be a part of this so i was upstairs we had a guy named Dwayne. he was really cool i hung out with him for a while uh Dwayne lee um and so we were all talking and i was like uh you know i kind of want to move down there but like moving is a hassle and like so i was like maybe i can just like keep my distance but like still hang out with them uh, and then like the next year uh i think it might have been that semester that andrew started and i met him in class because i had my skateboard with me because i like to skate and so i saw a skateboard leaning up against the wall and andrew was in the class with me and he was like oh is that your skateboard i was like yeah he's like you want to skate and i was like i i suck but yeah yeah i'll definitely skate and that was the second most so the first moment was going to that thing with them and then when he came over and was like yeah i live in 24 down i was like that's it like I got to, I got to get in 24 down. And Andrew was like, all right, come live with me. I was like, this is awesome. Like it's, it's work. Everything's working out. It's so sick. But that first moment when we like went as like a group of like probably 15 to 20 people of like people I didn't even know, just like having fun, talking about video games, talking about Halo, talking about the games and all this stuff. It was awesome. I'll never forget that moment because at that point I was like, whatever this is or whatever it's growing into being, I want to be a part of like period. That's awesome. I mean, it's a very, that's a very 24 down story because there, there's so many things that could have brought anybody into 20, like the people that got involved in 24 down, they found something in common with the group as it was, whether that be video games, whether that be sports, whether there was some, there was always some kind of common thing mm -hmm. and it's all it took was just one small thing. And it was a, uh, yeah, come be a part of us. So like, that's a really cool story. I didn't, I, that's actually the first time that I've heard that story of knowing that, that that's how you guys got in. Yeah. I, um, I still remember like just walking with everybody and just like, I know them all now, 
but looking back and seeing their faces at the time when I had no idea who they were, I was just, I just remember them as like generic people just being like, I don't know that dude, but I played him. Like, <laughs> that's cool, man. So video games, uh, that had a huge, uh, part in your college career and, and even after, yeah. um, I know, like, I remember when I came to Valley Forge, um, I had, I think of the years now, I think I had a PlayStation 2. I think that's what it was at the mm-hmm. time. So PlayStation 2 and Xbox were the current systems. Right. And Xbox 360 either just came out or whatever. Yeah, Xbox it, was new because I remember tra- transferring from regular to new. I think only one person had the new one. And I forget who it was, but we were using that one because it was like way better. Yeah. So at some point, like when the 360 came out and Call of Duty 2 came out, Modern Warfare 2, oh, yeah. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And I never played a shooter game. I still have my PlayStation at this point. <laughs> and I see everybody playing this Call of Duty game. And I was like, you know, you guys are trying to get me to blow, oh, like, come play, come play. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. And finally, like, I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll try it. I remember really liking it to the point of I then kind of did the same thing. I went and I was like, I need to go buy a, a 360 so I can get yeah. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> and, and so like that then became a huge part of part of my 24 down career um, was just sitting and playing Modern Warfare 2 with you guys. Like, um, so I know video games had a, a big impact in your time at Valley Forge. You know, you guys had you guys weren't you guys uh playing in i don't remember what it was called like some sort of tournaments or you were like ranked or something yeah so so um matt gene and i um we got to like one of the highest ranks you can get in halo and at one point i don't remember it very clearly but i remember us uh getting into some serious play with uh, getting into gaming with some serious players and we were like getting really, really, really good at the game, like phenomenal. And I do remember someone being like, bro, we're having a Texas. This is someone we don't play, like we don't even know. He's like, there's tournaments in Texas. Um, they're like two weeks from now. They're ranked and they're, they, if you win like top three, you get like a ton of money. And you're like, you guys are good. We want you to come play like under this brand or whatever it was at the time. But esports wasn't big back then. So for us, it was like, we're just not going to, we're going to sit in someone's room and play for like five bucks probably. And we're like, no, plus we were broke college kids. There's no way we're going to freaking Texas. <laughs> so I, I still talk to Badwin about this like occasionally, but um, that's, it's kind of like a bragging point for us. Cause that was like the peak of our halo career, but we definitely like were to the point where people wanted us to go competitive, which wasn't a very big scene back then, but it ended up developing into one, but we were just like, we one weren't confident that it was going to, become anything or two we were seriously broke so like it wasn't happening so we just kind of like dusted it off but then these people we were playing with ended up like going pro and like making a lot of money playing video games and we're like and we even a couple of them were in our clan like we had a clan which is my state my name still and and, and all that and uh those clan i actually bumped into one two weeks ago randomly in a video game i was like dude do i know you and he's like yeah actually i played with you and the two of these other guys. And I was like, dude, I forgot about those guys. He's like, yeah, they went pro. I'm like, what the, like, man, if I just had a little bit more money, like, yeah. So, 
so yeah, gaming was really, really big for us. And, and I really like when I said I really wanted to get good at this game, I, I really dedicated a lot of time to it. So no, that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, so we got, we got some more questions coming up and I know there's some more stories. Um, before we, before we get to that, um, I'd like to just take a quick moment to go to a, a very short commercial break. What up 24 down family. This is your weekly reminder of how to get in touch with us, how to maybe buy some merch. Let's start off with Facebook. If you're on Facebook, search for us, 24 Down Podcast. Like us on Facebook. There is now a book now button, so if you want to be on a future episode, book an appointment so that we can get you on here. Uh, Secondly, if you'd like to email us for any reason, our email is 24downpodcast at gmail.com. If you got Twitter, you can tweet us at 24downpodcast. And uh, if you want to buy a shirt, which I suggest all of you to do, we've got awesome 24down podcast designs as well as just the 24down logo designs. Comes in unisex t-shirts, women's t-shirts, v-necks, tank tops, baby onesies, masks, hoodies, uh, maybe some other ones. I can't remember. But anyway. Go to storefrontier.com slash 24down for all your 24down merch needs. And, uh, yeah, thanks again, guys, for listening to this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. All right, welcome back. And uh, full disclosure, that was our first ever official commercial break. And I'll just kind of give you guys a little peek behind the curtains here. So it's kind of a tradition for me when I'm recording these podcasts that I have a few beers while I'm recording and I got to the point where I had to go take a piss. So I called for an impromptu commercial. So I apologize. (laughs) He broke the Uh, seal already. (laughs) So we are, we are back now. Um, So we were talking video games um, and now we're going to keep, continue to keep diving into some more 24 down memories. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just ask you some more questions and these might, um, they might not chronologically make sense, ah, that's but fine. that's fine. Um, all right. So here's a, here's a question from Andrew. He, he wants to know if you think that your guys band still has a shot. Um, we wouldn't be talking about it right now if I didn't believe it. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we what just have th- to come up with a name yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we actually did have a name, I think. Um, but I forget it. <laughs> All right. So um, let's see. Here's another one. So this is from Colleen. Um, so she says, ask Francis if he remembers at the end of spring semester, I th- she thinks her th- second year there. Um, her, uh, let's see. It says, why me and Tom Rizzo and Andrew and him and his brother, so you and Gene, stayed a week or two more at summer break when everyone else went home. So that's when I really got to know them, but I can't remember why we stayed a little longer. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it was for classes. I want to say it was because Rizzo was waiting to get home, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm thinking it was the same thing. I think one of us was, I think Rizzo probably was Rizzo um, uh, that couldn't get home right away. So he was like, well, I'm going to be here for like two weeks like by myself and we were like dude no that's not happening and like andrew gene and i and colleen even were just like we'll chill here like obviously it's summer and we have nothing to do so i do remember remember that vaguely it's not like super clear memory but yeah i do remember that and and 
any time that we have like that where classes aren't involved and rules aren't involved, you know, we, we tend to get closer and closer together. So I, I do credit those two weeks to like getting to know you guys a lot better, but, but yeah, definitely, definitely was a good time. So it sounds like, you know, if, if it was Rizzo, um, Rizzo has some awesome friends because I recall, and I don't remember what year this was, but I recall I was in a similar position um, where classes ended. It was for the summer classes ended. And I think I'm trying to remember what it was. I had to stay at, I had to stay. <laughs> they didn't even know that I stayed to be honest. <laughs> so, cause I like never checked with them to make sure it was okay. But I stayed for a good week or two. Um, I think because of work, if I remember correctly, I think I told them they needed help still until the yeah, summer actually right. kicked off. So I stayed by myself. Like I don't, from my memory, I don't think anybody stayed with me. And that was a very strange week or two because again, I didn't ask permission. So they didn't necessarily even know that I was still there. And here I am like going to work, still coming back from work, driving on to a dead ass empty campus going into my room that I, I still have a key for. So like, why am I not going to go in here? You know, yeah, right. like staying the night and everything. And I remember, um, <laughs> so the, the thing that I remember most about it was this was during the NHL playoffs and the Red Wings were still in the playoffs. So I remember we didn't have cable in our room or anything like that. Yeah. The back porch had cable. Oh, yeah. I'm like, well, I wonder if the back porch is open even, you know, because school's done. Well, sure enough, the back porch, for whatever reason, they didn't lock it, that building at all. So I would go in there at night um, and just sit in the back porch by myself watching the Red Wings games on the big TV. Yeah, <laughs> like, they had a massive TV there. Dude, it was so weird that I, like, I guess it was a week or two, and man, that was just a really weird experience. But yeah, see, I don't really remember you saying that. Maybe you just kind of like kept it quiet for a while. And I think sure. I, I think I did. I think I didn't want to tell people because I didn't want people to feel like they had to stay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I. It would have definitely been cool to have people there, but it was interesting nonetheless. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, that was crazy. All right, let's see. We got some more questions here for you. Here's another one from Buddha. He wants to know what your favorite tag team moment with Pastor Buddha in 24 Down Wrestling is. So, one of my, uh, I guess one of my favorite, because I didn't win, really win very much at all. <laughs> uh, we, we even had a 2v1, I think, versus you, and you beat both of us somehow. Damn <laughs> writers are terrible. Hold on, hold on. For the record, <laughs> for the record, I didn't want to do that. Buddha That's actually was his idea. He pushed for that. And yeah. I finally like was like, all right, fine. <laughs> yeah. Thanks Buddha. Just <laughs> contributing to my horrible record. But uh, no, I, th I think one of my favorite funniest maybe moments was uh, so our first appearance was in the bathroom next to 117. And you guys, I think it was you and Gene or you and uh, junior were like, uh, talking about how you guys are the best and had your belts and stuff. And we came in there and we like kicked your ass. We like really put you down. And we we're like, yeah, we're coming for you. And then at some point, Buddha like left or something. I don't know what happened. Or he got injured, like fake injured. And they were like, well, he's going to have a mystery partner. And he puts on this face, that the dark mask that has no face on it or anything. So you can't see who it is. And you were like, who is it? Who's doing this? 
and I just take the mask off. And he's like, Pastor Buddha, I thought you were in a hospital. So like I went from like Pastor Buddha being my teammate to, to Pastor Buddha being my secret teammate. You know? <laughs> so like that cracked me up. I was just like, this, this, this is so weird. It makes no sense at all. Like, but that's cool. I was really happy about that. And that, I think that actually led to the match where you beat both of us. So. <laughs> um, yeah, there's some good memories from that 24 down wrestling. I mean, like speaking of masks, like the, the, the sugar daddy thing, oh, yeah. Yeah. Where his mask comes off, yeah. the stare down with Junior, and he's just making that like, <laughs> I can't even do it. Oh my god, like that's one of the funniest uh, things. But, but man, the the twenty four down wrestling, like, what a what a fun time! Like, yeah, dude, he came out to I think Sugar Daddy came out to to Stone Cold's music, but it was so <laughs> opposite opposite of this is like character, whatever he had. <laughs> he was wearing yeah. a, a Hawaiian shirt with a bunch of Sugar Daddy lollipops on it or something and like blue gym shorts and a black mask and yeah. so- and, and soccer ball slippers it's like the least intimidating thing you could see and he's coming out <laughs> to the most intimidating music <laughs> yeah no that that 24 down wrestling me that was like when i think back of of my time at 24 down um there's so many good memories that's one of the ones that's just i mean i i've been everybody knows this i've been obsessed with wrestling my whole life you know so for me to come to a floor and then instantly connect with so many people, but then on top of that, be able to take like my biggest passion at the time and make something fun out of it and then have people who um, are either, you know, slightly into wrestling, used to be into wrestling, mm-hmm. or maybe weren't into wrestling at all, be like, yeah, I'm going to be a part of this. Like that was like a, a really yeah. cool thing for me to like be like, okay, the, that shows me 20, like, one of the things 24 down is about like you don't have to be all about something but if yeah this person is we're going to support that we're going to do that yeah. and that's, that was why, a- uh, that's why i chose that entrance music uh to this podcast because it's a tribute to uh reverend francis there yeah lay, laying the smackdown on well basically no one but but i still have fun <laughs> so we used to have like there were there were points where we might have had i don't remember 15 20 people like come and watch as we recorded mm-hmm. Yeah, Which well, is just crazy. Like, that happens when we you do it in a random commuter lounge where people actually go through. You know, <laughs> well, surprisingly not much though. But yeah, well, didn't having we, an audience at all was like. Didn't we used to do it like kind of later at night so that we oh, yeah. didn't get caught by? It was definitely low traffic area after like nine o'clock is when we started nine ten o'clock, and nobody was in there. And I think we had to like sneak in because that door would be locked every once in a while. So we either had someone prop it or like sneak in from a different way. But yeah, that was, that was good times. Nice. All right. So here's a, here's another question here for you. Um, this is actually, I think the, the last question. Dope. Um, and then we can just get into any other stories we want to get to. So this comes from junior. Um, mm-hmm. He says, in a 2v2 twin brother soccer tournament, please rate the following teams from first place to fourth, and please explain why. So here's the four teams. The, okay. first, te- the first team is you and Gene. Mm-hmm. The second team is Junior and his... Uh, friend. Friend, you know, because he doesn't have a twin named Mike at all. But if he did, Junior and Mike. Um, the, th- the third team... <laughs> is James Majeski and Mikey Edwards. <laughs> and the f- fourth team is myself and Tim Heist. Oh, my goodness. I haven't heard that in a long time. 
Tim Heist, huh? So, so what am I doing? I'm picking who would win. You're you're rating those four teams, one through four, okay. and and telling us why they're rated one through four. Okay, so number one would have to be James Majeski and his squad, because they're so slow we wouldn't be able to keep up with them. Like it, <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't work. Um, second would have to be. Wait, so you're saying James and Mikey are the best teams? Oh, saying? yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right. Have you seen Mikey? He's short. He can probably run pretty right. fast. Okay, and He's okay. very enthusiastic. So when he gets this into is... something, let's say uh, pretend he's passionate about it, then, yeah, it's going all out for him. You're right. Okay, okay. So, but, James, but James has got diabetes. Yeah, but that means he gets to carry a cane around every once in a while. He can uh, whack okay. it the ball and not get penalized because he's crippled. So Okay, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second would have to be... Um, if I was going legit, probably you and Tim, because <sighs> Tim was like, uh, I mean, he was, you know, whatever. But you guys were, you probably would make a really, really, really good team. Well, because he was prime, prime time day, like in your guys's prime. Yeah, day. right. <laughs> I mean, as much as whatever, I'll give him his credit. He was a very good offensive player. Yeah. And I, I was a very solid defensive player. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're going to put a team, like, you're right. going to want to be. There's my logic there. And, but here, my my argument against us, my argument for us being in fourth, is we would only be a defensive team because I would injure him before the game even started. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> okay, so. And then, keep going. and then we'll pick, you know, Juge and his girlfriend and and then and then me and Gene because whatever. Because I, <laughs> I lose all the wrestling matches, I might as well make it the soccer <laughs> matches too. <laughs> all right, so – Francis, you are a very humble, humble person. And so it's very uh, fitting of you to put yourself in last place in this tournament. But if we're going to talk soccer skill, like you and your brother are no joke, or at least we're no joke. Well, thank you know, you. obviously, you know, um, I kind of want to bring up, this is a story I want to bring up. And that's the, the 24 down made up soccer team versus oh, yeah. the actual Valley Forge soccer team because we talked sports a little bit the last few episodes with the softball the intramural yeah, basketball yeah, yeah. the patriot bowl the football we haven't really got a chance to talk about the soccer game that happened between 24 down and the actual valley forge yeah. soccer team yeah so the the coach he really rubbed a lot of people the wrong way and a lot of people being like the top seven players on the team like me and my brother uh, Hat, uh, the the Vieira twins, and Tim Heist, and I think one other. I think so maybe, Tim Heist wasn't Tim Heist on the team. He was. Think... We were we were on the team as well, but we left because he rubbed us the wrong way. Um, also, he didn't start me because I got suspended. But whatever, that's not <laughs> neither here nor there. But so, but with, he rubbed a few of us the wrong way, and then we had you and the twins who like weren't on the team, but like were phenomenal, like obviously good enough to be on the team. And they were like, let's let's do a scrimmage, like an open scrimmage, basically. And we're like, 24 down, we'll put a team together, like we'll come scrimmage you guys. And it was all of us, Tim Heiss, and I think one other person. Um, we had a goalie. That goalie was that like, uh, what was his name? I forget. He did the rap battle with Rizzo, but he was like just he rapped in tongues or something like okay. that. Okay, it was somebody that didn't play goalie, right? Yeah, like, no, never he wasn't. Played, so- no. Like, he didn't play sports. I don't. Think. No, no, but he was very like very try hard for everything he did right but he he was good he he's he's i think he got like injured and cut himself 
diving for the ball, like literally <laughs> putting himself out there. So, but yeah, so we went and played them and we were beating them and they were getting so mad. Like the team, the players were getting some, I remember one part that sticks out of me of this is Gene like juked a dude that was on the team and the dude like almost fell. And then he got in Gene's face and like pushed him. And Gene was like, no, like this isn't happening. I, I beat you like take it or, or, or get out of my face. Like that's it. So, and then that's when the coach stepped in and was like, he like paused it. He was like, hold on one second, my team, this is what we can do, be, be doing better. And I'm like, no, no, we're not in practice. Like this is a scrimmage. You let this play like it's a real game. And he was like trying to like teach them what to do to not suck. So, and it was just so funny. We were like beating him. And then we, we kept pounding on him and pounding on him. And at some point the game didn't even end. The coach came in and was like, this is it. This is over. Like we're, we're not letting this finish here. And we're like, uh, okay, like you guys are terrible. <laughs> so I recall because Tim Heist was on the actual team. He wasn't on our team, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because from he was I, eventually off of their team, but right. That, he was but during that scrimmage, he was on the team. It was Tim Heist, and was, there was somebody else that was like a real high profile on this team. I don't remember who it was, but specifically, I remember Tim Heist, and I don't remember who exactly it was on our team, but very similar situation to like what happened with Gene where the Tim Heist just got beat. Like, he just got yeah. beat, and he got pissed. Mm-hmm. And he shoved – like, I remember he physically shoved somebody. And so we were like – we didn't – from my – I could be wrong. My recollection, we didn't, like, shove back, but we're, like, starting to, like, mouth off a little bit. Yeah. And you could tell it's getting really heated. Meanwhile, the actual soccer team is losing. They're losing in this game. And that's when the coach came in and was like, oh, the game's over, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you got – and, like, he tried to play it off, too, as if, like, uh, like, like day one or – Yeah, like, it was yeah. like, are you kidding? Yeah, so that – I always will remember that, that a floor of random guys mm-hmm. that never played together, never yeah. practiced together – but had all played soccer a little bit, um, at least, went out, took the field against a team that practiced together for multiple yeah. years, and we just <laughs> embarrassed them. Yeah. Um, another thing, too, so I don't know if, if, I, if I've ever told you this or not, but before I – because I didn't really – like I said, I didn't really get to know you guys until my second semester or my second year. I don't remember what it was, but I kind of knew who you were. And one thing I remember was when I came to Valley Forge, I got approached to play on the soccer team. And prior to going to Valley Forge, I thought, you know, I might play soccer for the college. I think that'd be kind of cool because I played in high school. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when I got to Valley Forge, it was, there was a few people that I just heard in passing. And I believe like you and Gene were one of the, you know, two of the guys. I don't remember who else just saying, all the negative things about the coach and it really opened my eyes to being like, before I even really knew you guys be like, I'm going to take their word for it and I'm not going to play, you know, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, So that's, uh, that's all the questions and and we're going to, I guess, continue on with, with any other remaining stories. Um, I know you got a a few stories you still want to get to. Um, yeah, I got I got one story that stands out 
towards uh, the the end of my stay in 24 Down, uh, a lot of the people had left. I'm not sure. I think you were still. Yeah, you were still there. I think I was living in 117 still. Um, it was when Brandon was there. Brandon Kujawa, Murph, his brother, was there. Um, but <clears throat> this story was. It was really hot and 24 Down. As if if you've been listening, it doesn't have AC and has very poor ventilation and is basically falling apart. So uh, we, we wanted water, but we had no clean water. We didn't want to drink from the sinks because back to Buddha's podcast where we were doing a sauna, we, we tried the sauna thing a couple times, but every time we did it, we turn on all the waters and steam up the room. It was really cool. It'd be a steam room. But then after like five minutes, the water started coming out green. All of like the, the faucets came out green. The, the shower heads came out green and we were like, this is disgusting. We shouldn't even be showering in this. Like, so we didn't want to drink that water, obviously. So we went to the back porch because that was the closest place we could get water from one of those uh, like 10 gallon water things that dispenses them, water filters. And we're like, this is stupid. Like we either take this whole thing and take it back to our dorm and hide it. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that because of my previous experience taking things. So we just ended up taking a 10 gallon jug of water, just one of those big ones. We took that whole thing. We tried to find, find a way to like pierce it with something so we can like get the water out like in, in small amounts or something, but none of that worked. So Brandon and I and Gene were like, the natatorium, the old pool is where they store things. So let's go in there and see like if they have like a base that we can put this on uh, just because it was in storage. It obviously doesn't belong to anyone. So we we go over there and there's chains wrapped around it that's like always chains there but apparently they weren't locked they make it look like they're locked but they weren't so we were like oh it's not locked we're going in so we like undid the chain a little bit we kind of like rested it on there so it wasn't too obvious that someone was in here we shot them these are two big glass doors we walk in we have like really small flashlights that are very very hard to see with we didn't bring our phones or anything because it was like right next door. So we're like, this is going to be quick. So we're walking around is packed full of stuff. We're going into the back rooms. We're looking for stuff. We're, we're not seeing anything useful. After like five or six minutes, uh, we see a flashlight coming towards the front door where we went in. And we're like, oh, shoot. Like someone knows we're in here. We're going to get screwed. And I'm like, well, I'm I'm definitely expelled after this. Like, there's no way I get out of this because we weren't like allowed in there or something. And uh, so um, we start hiding because we think he's going to come in and start searching the place because he had like an actual flashlight. It was a security guard. So he comes in and he sees the doors unlocked. So he opens one and he's like, hello, someone in here. And he's like waving his flashlight around. And we're like hiding behind rooms and walls. And, and he... He asks one more time and then he leaves and we're like, Oh, thank goodness. We need to get the heck out of here. So we walked to the doors and where we were, came in and he sure enough actually locked them this time. So he wrapped the chain around it and locked it with a bolt lock. So and that's the only way in and out of the building. There was like another door, but it was like boarded up or something. All the windows were like 20 feet in the air and they were all spread across. There was tons of windows, but they were all 20 to 30 feet up or however tall that building was. So we're like, well, we're locked in here. We, it's like two in the morning. We have no phones. We have, like, if we tell someone, if we try to get someone's attention that we're in here, they're going to have to get the security guard to get us out, which means we're going to get either expelled or seriously injured or something stupid. So we're like, well, we're screwed. And we started to like, pan I started to like panic. I'm like, this is terrible. So 
I stand by the door just to keep watch. I'm like, I'm gonna just keep watch. You guys look for a way out. So Brandon and Gina looking, and I remember this very distinctly because they were like, they were. I hear them talking as they're going through this place. It's echoing, and then the echo starts to die down. It's real, real quiet. And I'm like, they're they might be gone. They might have left me. So I start to panic because I can't hear them. I look in all the rooms. No one's anywhere. And I'm like. Uh, this is a dream. This is a nightmare. Like they're out there. They didn't tell me I'm stuck in here. I didn't even have a flashlight at the time. I, they had them. So I'm walking in the dark. And then finally I hear, uh, Hey, we're down here. And so I look over to the corner of the pool and there's like a little square with a ladder down. it. It's like, I uh, like the heavier me wouldn't be able to fit in it. Like it was so small. And I was like, Oh, thank goodness. So I climbed down this ladder and it's the, it's the surrounding basement that goes around the pool. So the pool was like in ground and it was uh, a steep pool. Like it goes from like five to 10 or 15 feet or whatever. So we're like walking around this pool underground, like dodging pipes for the pool water and stuff and like getting rid of cobwebs and spiders and all that stuff. And then as we're walking around, we see nothing, still nothing at all. And uh, we, we start to walk towards the one end and it's getting smaller and smaller because the, the floor gets uh, higher for the lower end of the the pool so the floor in the basement also got like really high up so it gets smaller and smaller and shrinking so at one point we're like almost army crawling like in this weird building we've never been in and we're like we'll go climbing over pipes going under some pipes and we're like like we're screwed like this is it we have no idea what to do and i think gene was the one who was like what's that over there and he saw like a, uh, a square of wood like really crappy crappy wood He's like, oh, let's go check that out. And uh, we like peek, we got to it. And there was like a giant spider web in it with a big spider. We had to like try to kill it with a stick. So we move it all out of the way. And we're like, oh, we peek around and we see that it's like a, a weird in like a weird square that was outside the building that was dug into the ground. It was one of those like, I forget. I don't even remember what they're called, but they're like little windows in the basement that you need to like get in and out or whatever. So we noticed that it, we saw the moon and we're like, oh crap and so like we finally found a way out after like an hour of trying to search and we're like ripping out this piece of wood and we couldn't get it and brandon was just like screw this and he was a big dude like strong so he just puts his leg through it he was just like boom he just like puts his leg through this whole thing it bases through and as soon as we see the light we're all like scattering to get out we're like gene cut his arm like really good on like a nail or something trying to get out because we were just like so excited to see the exit and we didn't even get, we were just like bumping into each other we're like dude get out get out get out get out get out get out, get out. and we just finally got out and we just went right back to our room and we were just like, well, good night. And we just like went right to bed. We were like, this is a nightmare has to be over. And we just like <laughs> ended it right there. I think we might've told like one or two people, but like, that's the story I didn't really tell a lot of people because I thought I was going to get expelled if someone. <laughs> <laughs> so for anybody who's not been in that building, especially at night, that's a scary building. Like it, it's, it's creepy. I, yeah. when I went in a few times, one time I want to get into here in a minute because there's a story I want to bring up. Um, but uh, on another occasion that I was in there, and it was nighttime, I mean, I swear I heard, like, footsteps upstairs in that little, like, section that overused yeah. the pool, like, almost like a stand. Mm -hmm. Like, just very scary building. I can't imagine being locked in there with yeah, no so phone. I forgot to mention that when he was in there, we were hiding. And after the second time he called our name, I forgot to mention this. Brandon was in a room with like a bunch of extra wood and he tripped over a piece of wood. 
So like as he tripped, I was like looking at the the, the security guard and he was like got startled because that building and a lot of buildings have been known to be haunted in that campus. So when he heard that after no one responded, I saw him just be like, oh crap, nope. And he just like ran out the door and locked it. But I, we didn't know he locked it at that time, but he was like so scared that something was in there. Cause, and I look back and I'm like, Brandon, what the heck are you doing? Like you had one job, <laughs> sit still, stop doing things. And he was like, oh, I was gonna go to the other room. I was like, well, you can't use your flashlight cause there's a freaking security officer in here. He's like, well, and he tripped over it and almost fell. And this dude was like, oh crap. And he just like <laughs> ran right out. So yeah, there might've been someone in there when you were in there. <laughs> right. Um, okay. So this, this leads me to my own uh, natatorium story that does involve you. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't know if you remember all of it. I know you are for sure going to remember the first part of it. Um, this was my last year there, maybe my last semester. I don't remember. And I, I don't want to out anybody. Um, but me and another guy that looks very similar to you, we were out at a bar. Junior, right? Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Junior doesn't have a twin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit. Now I gave it away. Ah, crap, whatever. Uh, so Gene and I, oh, damn it. So we were, um, we were out at a bar. And because, um, you know, why? Wait, was this why that would, night? Was it yes. that night? Yes. Oh, why, why would Valley Forge students not be out at a bar, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we were out at a bar, and um, I don't remember how everything happened, but I essentially had more than I should have. Um, which whatever. I believe it was Four Loco, was it not? Uh, maybe. Well, but they didn't serve Four Loco in the bar. Well, maybe I... I, well, I think you guys stopped... Okay, so on your way back. I didn't drink four locos. I drank sparks. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Not four locos. Sparks. That's what it yes. was. So anyway, we're coming back and I'm of course wanting some junk food. So why not stop at Wawa? So Gene and I stop at Wawa and I get a buffalo chicken sandwich and then we go back. So at the time I'm living with Francis and Mike um, in room 117. <laughs> And the triple bunk bed, and I'm on the top bunk. So me and Gene come in, and we come hang out in the room, and we're just chilling, doing whatever. And I get to a point where I was like, you know, I don't, I don't feel that great, so I should probably just lay down and go to bed. You were on the top bunk, the third, the third. Yes, one yeah. So I went to lay down in, in bed, and um, I didn't start to feel better. In fact, I started to feel worse. <laughs> And I got to the point where I was like, okay, well, I need to get up and go to the bathroom right now because uh, I'm about to just puke everywhere. Well, the problem was I needed to not move because the second I moved to get get up, it got worse. uh, Yeah, it got even worse. And so sure enough, uh, I apologize. I've apologized to you guys both plenty of times, but this is my public apology to Francis and Mike because I threw up and it leaked down onto both of their beds underneath. <laughs> I destroyed, what did I destroy? Your cowboy's pillow? It was a cowboy's body pillow, yeah. Yeah. Um, some of Mike's stuff, I think, too. So here's here's where the natatorium part comes in. And I don't know if you remember, because I don't, again, I, to be honest, I was... By the way, I can still smell what that smelled like. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, it was middle of winter, and the only way to get the smell out was to open every window. <laughs> so Mike and I were playing video games, freezing 
while our room smelled like has vomit. <laughs> <laughs> and that, okay, so I don't remember who came. Maybe it was Gene because Gene was out with me at the bar. I don't remember if you came or not, but not obviously, there, no. obviously, I needed a new mattress because I just destroyed this one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I remember your natatorium story and how it's a storage place. And so Gene and I, late at night, I drunkenly carry my mattress out to the dumpster. I don't know how like nobody saw any of this. Right? Like, that's a miracle in and of itself. Throw the mattress away and then break, proceed to break into the natatorium. I actually found a mattress and brought that mattress back and then things were good. But Yeah, so it, we, we didn't find a water cooler that we needed. So, <laughs> But I did find a mattress and I didn't get locked in, but I did ruin your guys' stuff and I apologize. Yeah, that's all right. That pillow was old and I only loved it a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> I only had it since birth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, only my mom made it for me, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, all right, so let's see what else. Um this is just a real quick one. Remember our uh, knee hockey league? Yeah, I think my knees still remember it. <laughs> so this was after um, – this might have been my last year or so there because – Yeah, it was towards the end because they got rid of the RA's room and made it a com- – uh, what do they call it? Uh, a commuter lo- – or a – It was a, a – lounge. Co-ed some- lounge? Yeah, co-ed co- lounge. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's where we had our little mini arena. We literally played little mini hockey on our knees. Had we had a league, we had teams, we had like it was. I don't know. It was one of the yeah, dumb my, things that we did in Twenty Four Down that was just so much fun. The thing I sucked about that is we were all so competitive over every stupid little thing we did. Like so, when we played sports, the reason we did so good is because we were so competitive. So when someone trash talked us, we were like, "We are going to trash you," and then we did because we were good. But then knee hockey league was like, it was like supposed to be like fun. But I remember people getting mad Like people getting angry because like these sticks were only like two feet tall. We're on our knees. You can't run. And all you're doing is hitting each other in the knee and hands. (laughs) I just remember getting whacked in the hands like a dozen times per game. And I'd just be like, stop hitting me in the hands. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that was another, just, I don't know why, but like, it's one of those things, just a little thing that we randomly did. That will stick with me forever. Mm -hmm. Um, So you you talked about, or I talked about the back porch a little bit earlier, and then you talked about it as well. Um, And I won't, I won't get into it any more than we, we definitely have some secret back porch memories. Oh yeah. Uh, You meet ice cream, bro. Yep. You (laughs) meet Gene and um, Murph, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Not to give anybody's names away. We, you know, once in a while we just wanted a Snickers bar. Yeah, frozen Snickers ice cream, bar. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Yeah. You know, it cost like fifty cents back then. Come on. All right, all right. Um, so I know you wanted to talk about um, the time near the, right oh, before yeah. they uh, closed twenty four. Yeah. So I still only live about twenty minutes from twenty four down. Um, I I actually went there most recently was in October this past October twenty nineteen because I had a good friend of mine who I'm close with now. You remember Tim Arnold from Converse. Um, oh yeah. Hat and I work together as well. So <clears throat> he knows a lot about 24 down. He knows I have a 24 down tattoo. For those of you who don't know, I, I have a tattoo. If you want to see it, text me on the page or message me on the page. I'll post it on the page if you want to see it. Um, but he knows 24 down is huge for like my brother and I. So we were at 
a bar right next to campus, like on the same property, that black horse one, like right there in the corner. And I was like, dude, we're like walking distance from uh, uh, the campus. You want to go see 24 down? And he was like, dude, I, I hear you guys talk about it all the time. I want to go. So we went in October and we tried to like, uh, I, well, tried to break in, but it didn't work. They, they upped the bolt locks to something else. But I realized we, we hoisted each other up to 117 and a couple other places. It was just stacked full of stuff. And like definitely no one was definitely living there. And it was, yeah, it was in the middle of a semester. So like no one was there. But before that, the last time we went to that was probably about a year and a half prior. Matt Baldwin ha- was speaking at campus. Um, I think he was suspended at one point and then came back to speak at the campus, which was kind of ironic. But he came back to speak and I went in and I watched him and we hung out afterwards and I was like, dude, let's go to 24 down. Like just, just for old time's sake. So we walked into 24 down. This is when people were living there. We recognized zero people. This is long, long after everybody leaves. And it was, that's when we found out it was named um, Paprosky Hall or something like that, or forgot that it was that. So we're like, oh, 24 down. And then we saw the whatever. So we go in and there's like all these people and they're like giving us looks. Cause I have like a big beard piercings and that's like Jack jockey boy or whatever. So like, we're walking through this campus or this floor and we're just like reminiscing. We're like, dude, look at that. That's remember that hole in the floor when we used to go in those tunnels there. And we're like, man, remember when this was a hole in the wall and we were like, t- like we put the Josh Lee put a hole in the wall because he was our RA and kicked a soccer ball and put a giant hole there. And we're like, dude, you remember all this stuff? And these dudes came out and they were like, you guys go here. And we're like, no, and Matt was like, I'm an alumni. I'm like, yeah, me too. Even though I didn't graduate. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really, but, um, but they were like, yeah, we're alumni. I was like, oh, cool, cool. And we're like, yeah, we were actually uh, 24 down. And they were like, what? You guys were 24 down? And we're like, yeah, dude. And I showed them. I was like, look, I was wearing a tank because I'm like a tank top guy. I was like, look, like I have a 24 down tattoo right here. And they were like, you were one of the 24 downers? And we were, Matt and I were like, yeah, man, this was us. Like this was like four something years of just like doing stupid things. And, and they remembered 24 down. So they were like really? – yeah, so there was, like, the, a couple of the guys who, like, were still very close together. They had, like, a, an idea of the community and stuff. And they came out and were like, dude, everyone wants us to call it this stupid name. But for f- reasons we don't even know, we force everyone to call it 24 Down. They're like, we have hear, heard things from, because I guess ex-alumni who worked there. So a lot of the, the college was very big on hiring people that went there and who, like, excelled. So a lot of the people that still probably to this day work there know everything about 24 down when we were there. So these guys heard everything about the legacy of 24 down, which none of us even knew that would exist post our, our stay there. So Matt and I were just like blown away. We're like, dude, you guys know about 24 down. He's like, dude, you guys were everything. Like when we heard about that, we wanted to be like that. We, we told everyone that came in every freshman, we were like, this is not Proposky. This is 24 down. Like you will address it as that. <laughs> and we're like, dude, that's so awesome. That like this brotherhood, this community that we created, like was alive. Like this was like several years after we had all left. So people still were like trying to like be the community that we had. And like, that was huge. Matt and I were just like, we were, we were like, what the heck? How do you guys know this stuff? And we're like, that was awesome. That was just truly a really great experience. That's awesome, man. I, you know, I, I always like wondered at what point does it fade away? Does it just become a, a, 
another dorm. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, it sounds like for whatever reason, the the legend of twenty four down lived on, and yeah, you know, I'm, I you know I, I'd like to, I would personally like to think that you know there were kids sitting around telling stories like oh you know legend has it back in the day there is a brazilian guy that took a shit on the floor in here and <laughs> uh, real quick like, note about that uh poopy on the floor andrew I, I asked you a question during your podcast and it was uh did we ever make you regret um being the ra of the floor i asked that because when we when we saw that duty on the floor i saw your face as you stood in the doorway and that face said you look defeated and that face was the only time I ever saw you look like you regret being our RA because <laughs> I feel like a lot of you wanted to laugh at that. But the leader in him was like, I cannot believe that this guy just did this. <laughs> so that's a quick little note, but yeah, so uh, going there was awesome. And that must've been two to three years ago. It, it must've been a little while ago, maybe three, maybe three or four actually. Still that's amazing. But yeah, that's, that was in what? 20, 15 latest so like five to seven years after the last 24 down brother really left was still like i firmly believe 24 down was 24 down as as much as we as it could have been as we remember it until the building closed can you imagine if they tried to rename it what they whatever anything while we were there in the height oh, of the thing? Oh, <laughs> that would have been a whole other flag burning thing all over again. <laughs> what do you mean you're renaming it? <laughs> Alesha, get on this, Alesha. <laughs> I mean, they, for the most part, you know, again, so I don't want to. I hope that I get that I'm like the host of this podcast and that I don't have the best. Um, I don't have the best view on things and, and whatnot, but that I, I hope people don't misinterpret that with that's the mentality of 24 down. That's my own personal mentality. Um, so if they were to try and do that, like I don't think anything crazy, crazy would ha- like me personally, like I would be trying to like yeah. do things that are not okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But that's not a that's not a whole representation of twenty four down. Right, um, right. So, I, I hopefully people that are listening to this that maybe don't know as much about twenty four down, um, maybe you're a family member of somebody. Don't take my viewpoints and my language and my experiences as that was a normal thing at twenty four down because all in all, twenty four down was full of very very good honest amazing people um and so i don't i i don't know for whatever reason i wanted to throw that disclaimer yeah, 20, well 24 down as a as an experience wasn't normal to begin with so like no one would individualize you as like the outcast or any sort of different because every single person in 24 down added to the element that what that made it perfect like you couldn't have a story from buddha that none of us heard heard about without being complete 24 now like everything that adds to this that we're going through in mine and everyone else's podcast that's what made it complete like whether you were there or not whether you were that type of person or not like it it all just created like the 24 down that we know for sure well is there uh is there any other stories you want to get to or uh i think i'm good for now i have some more notes but i can just use that for next time okay yeah i mean 
like I tell everybody, this is all, this is all episode part one, you know, like nobody's on here one time and one time alone. If you, anybody that wants to come on, you can come on multiple times. There'll be, I'm sure special episodes where there'll be, for example, the flag episode. I want to have multiple people's takes on that. Um, yeah. I think we should do that and have a couple people on it, like have Phil and like someone else in the floor, like that might have been experienced it from a different viewpoint. For sure. Yep. That's, that's my goal. So it's, you know, you're definitely get welcome back at any time. I know, uh, there's a there's a good chance that uh, you might even hop on here and co-host with me. I would uh, absolutely love to here and there. So uh, you know that's something we talked about before mm-hmm. the podcast even started. Uh, I just know our schedules haven't worked out yet, but uh, Francis has uh, an always open vit- invitation to be a co-host. I, I told him that when I started this. Sweet. Thing, so. um, all right. Well, you know, dude, I appreciate you so much, Francis. Like you and I. Uh, I, your friendship means so much to me. I'm glad you came on. Same, dude. There, I'm glad you had me on. I'm glad you started this whole thing. Yeah, I feel like we legit only scratched the surface as far as stories we could tell. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's stories that I wanted to even bring up, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait till somebody yeah, I else got, brings I got a that stack story. of notes here. A stack of notes I didn't even go over. So All right. <laughs> perfectly cool with that. Um, but uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, I love talking about this stuff. Even when we did the the Zoom meetings and stuff, just reminiscing about that stuff. Like, we need that every once in a while. We need to like relive what we did to like remember the joy we had. Um, I uh, two things I wanted to. I, I I know some people don't like The Office <clears throat> on on this. Who is listening? <laughs> but uh, they had one quote towards the end of the season that like really rang with me, and I know a lot of people. Uh, know what I'm talking about it was one character they were the season was coming to a close it was the very last episode one of the last scenes and he said I I wish you knew you you were in the good old days before you've left them and that was so true because uh, those were honestly the good good old days for probably all of us like not to say our lives aren't awesome now but like it's just a so such a different dynamic back then that like uh, I'm not saying we regretted it or, or or did something like we didn't value it, but like I just wish that we knew back then that we were in the good old days, so we could help value it a little bit more. And that's a it's a real it's a good way I, I kind of look at things now. So like it helps me value like things that are going on now, and then later I'll be like, well, those were the good old days, but it really helps me to like value that kind of thing. So think on that. Um, and the last thing is the the outro song that I chose was the Halo 2 theme song called Unforgotten because 24 Down will be will never be forgotten. Um, but this song actually uh, I do remember very distinctly listening to it because it, it brings up emotions the way it, it plays out. And a lot of people who, who were listening and played Halo with us probably haven't heard the song in a while. So just, you don't have to listen to the whole thing because it's just instrumental, but like give it a a small listen, listen to it a little bit and see uh, what kind of memories it brings up for you when we played video games, Halo 2 back in college. And I do remember sitting at my desk watching this uh, intro song play because it was the start menu song and being like, this is going to end one day. And like, I want to value this now. And then I walked out and was like, everybody get on, we're playing Halo right now. 
And and right now is is what I was referring to being like, it's over, you know, but I'm so glad we made the memories we did. I'm so glad that we have the brotherhood we do, the weddings we're in, the the funerals we go to for each other. Like the bond we have is like, is so much stronger than I ever thought it would be. And I'm super, super grateful. So. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on so much, Francis. Yeah, um, man. I mean, I, I truly love you like a brother. And, love you uh, too, man. It's good to have you on. So we will, uh, we will talk to you guys soon. Yep.